Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions. And that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey. And we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children. And my name is Ama Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories, key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, 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 beautiful people. This has been long awaited, and I've been away for a while for exciting things and for a lot of other things. So I wanted to make sure that I came back and I want to tell you guys a little bit about where I've been, why I kind of dropped off for a period of time, and then also what we're going to do in the next four, six weeks, right? Because we have some really exciting stuff on the horizon. But I wanted to tell you guys that I was in Mombasa, Kenya, and in East Africa, I had amazing and amazing experience going to the AC3 conference. And the AC3 conference is the African Afro-Caribbean um, Consortium for Cancer Research. And I was actually going to that conference in support of my mother, right? My mother, who is like actually one of my first coaching clients, hilariously enough. I actually taught my mom how to negotiate for better compensation, which led her to um, the role that she is in now. But she got invited to go to this conference in Mombasa, Kenya. And, you know, I was like, as a daughter in waiting, let's do it, right? I wanted to do it. My mother and I had a beautiful time at the conference. But because we were in Kenya and I had never been to Kenya before, and neither had my mom. So there was this great experience of being on um, the motherland continent in Africa, in Kenya. But then there was like multiplied dramatically by being at this AC3 conference, which was all these amazing, talented, brilliant doctors, MDs, PhDs, researchers, these folks who are doing just life-changing research um, on cancer and using that life-changing cancer research to create a collaboration with large hospitals, large institutions in the U.S., in the Caribbean, and in continental Africa so that more melanated people would have the benefit of this great research and data that they are um, building, these incredible, incredible um, amount of information that they were able to share and collaborate on so that the research that they're doing in different parts of the world can absolutely be applied to wherever they are. So, I mean, to be in that kind of zone of just excellence, just brilliance, specifically focused on black and brown people, for me was just transformative. Um, and then to do it in Mombasa, Kenya, I'm just, I'm forever changed by the experience. I highly recommend you go. If you guys are following me on um, other platforms, you'll see that I shared some photos, but I just wanted to tell you guys, that's where I've been. I've been away and it's been great because it just helped to shift perspective. For those of you who've been with me for a little while, I believe that traveling and having a global perspective helps me to be a better executive coach and a better consultant for the organizations that I support. 
because I'm constantly uh, an observer and a studier of other habits and cultures. And then we can bring that new learning, that brand new perspective into the way that we work, or we can refine the way that we um, collaborate with other businesses and with other organizations across the world. As you know, Career Gems for the Journey will be a global organization. You know, I'm telling you guys now that that's on the horizon for us. So really excited for that. I missed you all on the platform. Really glad to be back here. And as you guys know, this is going to be this is going to be a banger, right? It's just, it's going to be a banger. I'm just going to go ahead and say it and put it out there because I've been hearing a lot and getting a lot of questions in the background. So thank you guys for DMing me and kind of checking in. A lot of questions in the background, a lot of really great content and articles that are being um, produced um, on LinkedIn and other platforms. So I wanted to make sure that I brought the perspective of folks who are asking me questions in the DM, like, you know, really privately trying to get some, uh, some coaching and understanding for their career. And then as many of you know, I still work live with clients um, in person and virtually. So I still work live with clients regularly. So I am really able to keep a pulse on what's happening for those who are working in these organizations, whether it's nonprofits, whether it's corporate America, or whether it's academia. My clients really span the gamut. So what I wanted to do here was really kind of harness all of the questions that folks are asking kind of on the perimeter individually and bring them all into this forum. So we have an opportunity to really learn from each other's experience. But also if you have a question, likely somebody else has the same question, right? And I know we'll be in you know large rooms and the one person who's brave enough to ask the question benefits the entire room. So I want this to be a benefit the entire room kind of environment. And this is gonna be a series. We're gonna have a four part series where we're really focusing on knowing that this time of the year promotes a certain behavior and certain kinds of connectivity that's happening. So in November into the beginning of December, right now we are in performance review season. So performance review season typically happens for companies that are on or organizations that are on a calendar year performance review process. So I like to bring forward the discussion of performance review. And the reason why I want to bring it forward is I have managed performance reviews as a leader of people, as someone who had a team of direct reports, as someone who had a team of direct reports who also had direct reports and so on, right? So working in a matrix organization, I've definitely delivered performance reviews. I've optimized them for organizations, but I've also been on the receiving end of performance reviews. And because I'm on, I've been on the receiving end, I think we all kind of have a perspective for what the performance review process is like, whether we're the receiver or whether we're the giver. And it oftentimes no one loves it, right? No one loves it, but it feels like uh, it's a necessary evil that most organizations have taken. So rather than give you kind of a broad kind of in the sky perspective of performance reviews, and this is what you should do, I wanted to give you a couple of real scenarios, like really, really real life scenarios. And you have to stay with me for the whole series to hear all four of the scenarios that I'm going to bring forward, because each of them will have something that I think many of us will be able to relate to. And the intention here is to make this as relatable as possible so that you know that all of the scenarios that you may be encountering in performance review season at this time of the year are, you know, normal and they're things that other people have experienced. And there is an opportunity to be able to come out of them feeling, you know, great. And there is an opportunity to say, like, maybe it's not worth it. 
hot take, maybe it's not worth it. So actually the theme for this performance review discussion is, you know, how do we focus on closing strong or do we scrap it and start to plan for next year? Right? So it's close strong or scrap it and start to plan for next year. And I know, you know, a lot of people probably bristled like, oh, scrap it. You know, that's, that's, people don't talk about that. That's not a thing. It absolutely is a thing. And I want to make sure that folks think about this in a way that allows them to center themselves and their own well-being, as well as, you know, do what's best for their career. Because a lot of times the assumption is we got to double down, right? We got to double down, close strong, do the work, put something else on top of it, really go above and beyond. And I'm here for above and beyond if your organization demonstrates that that additional effort and value is something that they're going to recognize and acknowledge. But I'm also here for, do you close out the year, you know, on a coast and focus on really doubling down and, you know, crushing it for 2024? Or, you know, there's always a third option. And the third option is, is it time to make a change? Is it time for you to leave your current organization for benefit of your career? So we're going to get into it. It's going to be meaty, right? There's no more travel happening. I won't be away from you all. So I'm really excited to be able to be back and engage in this platform and in this discussion just to give folks really tangible, applicable tools as we start to prepare, or you may already be in the knee deep in the midst of performance review season. And if you're not, and it's already happened for you, you know, it's coming back next year, right? Like it's going to spin the block for us next year. So go ahead and take advantage of these tools and resources so that you can be in a way prepared for your next performance review. So the theme for this is do we close strong, right? And really do the work to double up on, you know, showing up performance wise, or do we scrap it and start to plan for 2024? So I said, there's going to be four scenarios right? And the four scenarios have been very real life situations that I've seen from my client's experience or very real life situations that I've heard through people DMing me directly, right? So the intention is to bring out the examples and to help you use these examples as ways for you to enhance your career as well as your performance review experience. So the one that I hear really often, I'm going to start with scenario one. So, um, The first scenario is you are hitting performance review season, you're at the end of the year, but you never got clear objectives. Now, the reason you never got clear objectives, we're not going to get into, right? Because there could be lots of them, but your objectives really never got clear, whether they're not in writing or whether the organization made a significant change or whether you don't even have a performance review process in your organization. It's, it can be many different reasons. I don't have the objectives what am I supposed to be doing now? Like, how do I make this benefit me? Or how do I protect myself because I didn't have clear objectives when, when someone does come and, you know, want to give me feedback. And the reason why I really started this series is feedback is such a critical tool in influencing our self-awareness and influencing the way we perceive ourselves. And it has a direct impact on the way we'll be able to progress in our career. If we want to influence the organization to help us progress in our career, the feedback, the performance reviews are those stepping stones that are going to be really required in order to be successful. So this first scenario is I never got clear objectives. I'm not sure what I should do. And 
likely in those scenarios, if you didn't get clear objectives or there isn't a performance review process in place for your organization that has these really structured steps, oftentimes there's not a whole lot of money that's on the table, right? In large organizations and institutions, performance reviews are the tool that the organization will use to measure your performance and also rank where you are versus your peers, candidly, right? And people don't like that word. People don't like to hear the word, the term rank, but it's real, right? It's honest. And I'm not here to, to misinform you, right? There is definitely a ranking process that's happening in the background of individuals in the organization. And that's often why performance reviews feel really uncomfortable. Most of us don't like the idea of being compared because that feels like, you know, when you were little, right? And it's like, well, look at your cousin or look at your sister or look at what your friend, look at what your brother is doing. No one likes to be compared. No one likes to feel that kind of comparison burden, but that's the real thing that organizations are doing behind the scenes. They're comparing one department versus another. They're comparing one individual versus another. They're comparing one one division versus another. So the comparison is happening. So in the next example, I'll talk about the feelings that tie to that comparison because it's very real. And I think it contributes to the level of preparedness that people use when they're approaching performance reviews. So in this example, where we're talking about you don't have clear objectives, I really like to encourage folks to focus on where did you add value to the organization? And if there isn't a performance review process, Focus on where you add value as a reminder to you, as a reminder to your own perspective and how you see yourself, your own ability to, to kind of grow and increase your problem solving ability. But also it brings it up to your manager, to your supervisor, to the leaders in your organization that you're actually keeping track. So I think it's super critical for all of us as individuals to take control of our own performance and capability, but to keep track for ourselves. It's not something we can ever rely on our managers to have 100% understanding and grasp on. So I love to say, keep track of your wins. And even if you do that, keep track of your wins, wins on the board, where are we scoring, however you want to frame it. But I love to say, keep track of your wins on the board and use your own email as your scoreboard. Send yourself an email or keep an email that is a running list in your draft of where you're performing well, where you're adding value to the organization. If you do that, when it comes time to talk to the organization about how you performed, you can always reference back to that list. It is a handy tool. I still do it as a business owner. When a win happens, when an objective is met, when a goal is exceeded, I still do this to remind myself six, eight, nine months from now of the progress that I've made in the organization and how I want to continue to grow. And oftentimes we get mired in the day-to-day, mired in the detail, or we overemphasize somewhere where we didn't meet our goal and underemphasize somewhere that we did and in our own minds. And we don't even realize that we do it. So it's important to have a record, to have a note to yourself, have an email in draft. I love Microsoft Notes as a place to keep your wins, to get into the habit of really keeping those wins of where you added value to the organization. When you add the value to the organization, then you can use that as a means to say, this is how I performed. This is how I showed up. Even if you don't have objectives. And that's the part that makes it really important for you to take an initiative as an individual. I would love to say that most organizations are doing the work and going out of their way to have 
really great, robust performance review processes. But I know for a fact that that's not happening. I want to be a part of that change to see more organizations do this important work, because I think there's a lot that can be valued coming out of it. But it also allows organizations and people to know where they stand, right? And as you know where you stand, then that can help to motivate you to stay, right? To be retained or to decide, you know, I'm not getting what I need. I don't even know where I stand in the organization. So it's time for me to make a transition. So if you focus on where you improve your effectiveness, where you improve your turnaround time for projects, where you were able to save money against the budget, where you were able, able to deliver a project earlier than the original timeline, where you might have been able to you know, manage stakeholders better, have a better line of communication, keep the people who are invested in your work informed in the process so that it keeps the organization quiet. There's less you know, risk or concern as a result of you being a better communicator or you providing great project updates or you proactively sending out um, information so that folks are aware, right? And everybody's on the same page. These types of things are where you've added value to the organization. And even if you don't have objectives, you can pull these things out from the work that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is the way that you can set yourself up to have a really strong hit list of where you perform throughout the year. And then when we talk about objective setting for that next year, now you can start to think about how do I continue the work that I've already done? Or what are some new projects that I can take on based on my competencies or skills? So I really want to encourage folks to think about where did you add value to the organization and proactively make that list of where you've added value. And if you have objectives, that's great. But if you don't have objectives, it's still absolutely critical for you to be able to speak to how you bought value to your organization. And it doesn't have to be in very complicated, you know, super, you know, bottom line growth alone. I love folks that can think about it as I was able to improve this process. I was able to really help to collaborate with a new team. We were able to come up with new innovative solutions. These are all ways that you added value to the organization. So if you don't have, have objectives and you're reaching to kind of create something for yourself to make sure that you review for yourself at the end of the year, and by the way, you share it with the leadership or managers in your organization, these little hacks will allow you to have a great conversation that feels robust with yourself first. Like, man, I really did do it. And if you don't have these things written anywhere or documented, start the hit list now. Start the list of success, putting the wins on the board. Start that now and use whatever platform you have, even if it's a sheet of paper that you keep in a folder, right? I want you to use what you have now, not worry to get this perfect, beautiful, you know, digital process. Even if you have to write it on a piece of paper, create a Word document, save it for yourself, use a draft of an email, or even use Microsoft Notes. Wherever you are on that continuum, take advantage of it so that you have what you need in order to show up well, and you know what you've delivered to the organization. So that was our first scenario. Our first scenario is you don't have objectives. What am I doing at the end of the year? And we gave some really actionable tips to say, even if you don't have clear objectives, there's still something for you to do in this season so that you can set yourself up for success. Should someone come around and start to have conversation about performance, even if they don't come around to have a conversation with you about performance, this is a great chance for you to then say, well, I've done the work. Let me initiate a conversation with my manager with my leader, with my supervisor on my performance so that we can make sure we're aligned and on the same page. 
And if there's not a dollar value or money on the table tied to a performance review or a formal process, now there will be at some time in the future. So getting these habits and rituals and practices in place can really be a game changer for the foundation you're building for your future career, right? So we're not just talking about what's happening today. We're talking about setting yourself up for the future. So that's our first scenario. You don't have objectives. What am I doing at the end of the performance review session? If this is helpful for you, please make sure you tag someone um, and share. This is going to be a four-part series. So I would love for folks to come back with all four parts so that we can talk about the next three scenarios at the end of the year. We're in performance review season. What can I do? What's the coaching? If you come back for all four, I promise you each one of the scenarios will build and one of them will definitely apply to you. One of them will have some gems that you can use for your own career. And that's really what we're here for, right? That's what we're doing. So it's been great. I appreciate all you guys joining me. And we're going to continue this series. How do we close strong or do we scrap it and plan for 2024? So really excited for you to be a part of that. DM me any additional questions if you want to go deeper or if you have specific examples that you'd love to share. I'm open to adding more scenarios because performance review process time is either exciting for a lot of folks, but it can also be anxiety inducing for others. So I know that we're all individuals and we have a a lived experience that takes us all over the spectrum. And I want to make sure we're giving the resources for folks who are across the entire performance review feelings and emotion spectrum at the end of the year. So this has been dope. I appreciate you all. We are so excited that you chose to join us for the Career Gems for the Journey podcast. Please do take advantage of going to gemsforthejourney.org to find additional resources for you to connect with us and resources for you to grow your career. If you're interested in joining our mailing list and getting content directly to your inbox, take advantage of joining us now at gemsforthejourney.org slash promo gems. That's gemsforthejourney.org slash promo gems. And you will get more amazing gems directly into your inbox. If you're looking to connect with us, please do take advantage of an opportunity to tap into us on LinkedIn. We're also available on YouTube and on any other platforms. We would love to hear your comments. This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at gemsforthejourney.org with any questions or comments you may have.